You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. Hello, welcome again. Hashtag Fully Book Meets. Here, myself, Mace. Myself, French. Myself, Andrew. Today, we're joined by a very, very special guest. He's been up for numerous awards for his podcast, Dreamer's Disease, but he's also known as Alex Manzi. <laughs> I cut myself as well. Cut myself, man. Thank you, man. I like that. It's a good intro. Thank you. Excellent. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on board. Um, the guys and I have been really excited to to kind of get this get this podcast together. I know we've had a few hiccups, but we're glad you're here yeah. today. Yeah, me too, man. Um, and we'll just kick off French. I know you're a big fan of Dreamers Disease and Alex, so I'll let you kick off. Um, yeah, I guess like tell us a bit about Dreamers Disease, then we could get into about books and everything, because I've, I've actually listened to your podcast anyway. Yeah, good. So. What have been your favourite episodes? Um, do you know what? I actually noted it down, but you've put me on the spot, so I'm not going to say <laughs> right I can now. Tell you anyway. um, I listened to one with Shocker. I thought that was very, very good. Yeah, it's good. At- um, and I listened to a bit of your travel diaries, which um, obviously we could probably get into a little bit later on anyway. I thought these were going to say a joke, but they never got into we'll it. We'll get into it later. <laughs> <laughs> so your travel diaries. So I was very intrigued as to those. So, Sick. Yeah. Nice. I would say the, the 100th episode. Yeah, that's the one that was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I listened to the 50th one as well. After I listened to the 50th, I did you? You went went back back to the 50th. That's nice. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, sick. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, Dreamers Disease is basically like um, a podcast that I started, which initially was to help motivate people who felt a bit lost in like their work wise and their life and like hearing stories of people who were kind of doing things that I found quite inspiring within like music or entrepreneurship or whatever. But then as the podcast has developed, it's become more like about wellness and lifestyle and hearing mm-hmm. the stories behind and the journeys behind what the person does. So like I'll speak to a lot of, you know, influencers and in inverted mm-hmm. commas, like people who are on YouTube or people like Shocker who make music or Hussein Manoir, who's a poet slash artist, you know, Slumflower, people like that who are doing amazing things in the world. But it's like more, it's less about their what they do and more about their journey behind it and what they've kind of, um, experience like with the ups and the downs and mental health and how they you know battle with social media and what their morning routines might be or what their self-care routines are and stuff like that and it's kind of a bit more kind of wholesome rather than just focused on like the career side it's a bit more like lifestyle based yeah a lot of your I mean you mentioned mental uh, awareness and health I know you've obviously battled through certain things like how do you find I guess reading helps you with your like any battles that you do have a lot man like to be honest reading helped me because it it kind of just puts me in a space when i'm reading as a as a an action mm-hmm. you know it puts me in a space where i'm not really thinking about anything else other than what i'm reading <coughs> mm. and i can sense the days where my head's a bit more all over the place because i have to read the page a few more times than i normally do whereas when i'm fully like in the moment and lost in the pages like the, the you just turn in the pages and you're flying through a book so that as a whole was like amazing for me but then the type of books I was reading as well was like you know biographies um autobiographies um self-help self-development books mm-hmm. so all kind of in that world of like again being inspired by other people's stories or getting direct kind of information through the books to kind of help understand my own mindset mm-hmm. but then how to kind of stay on top of it as well 
how would um so i'm gonna assume here that dreamer's disease was almost born out of things you went through in your life yeah am, am i correct in saying that sure so when did when did wh where did the concept come about when did you think so it's obviously you've been through i don't know if you want to say on air kind of when you say mental health like how or what what troubled you what what brought it about if you know but then how do you then think i want to reach this out? i want to reach out to people and speak to people how does how was the podcast born out of that and when did you start it so was well, i started it two years or well, just over two years ago so yeah. 2017 i think it was around like april time mm -hmm. um way before that um was when i kind of went through my real kind of like depression um and had almost like a so i basically spent a, a lot of my life leading up to that point when i was 26 mm -hmm. so i was like quick maths no i was i was, <laughs> I was younger i was younger i was 25 so six years ago maybe more no i reckon it's more seven years ago okay um all of my life up until that point was about trying to please and serve other people yeah. and everything I was doing, be it work, be it, you know, even stuff I was doing outside of work. Like I had a blog and a club night and all this stuff was serving other people and trying to like impress other people. And it wasn't focused on me. And I got to a point where I just felt, I just, everything was just numb. Like everything mm. was just, I just felt like everything was dull and I was just sort of like floating through life. And I just didn't, I didn't know, but I didn't, I, I wasn't aware that that's how I felt mm -hmm. until the moment where I actually admitted it for the first time, which was when I was with an ex-girlfriend mm. and we were having some arguing about something stupid. I can't even remember. And we basically, we were in her bedroom. She was sat at the counter. I was sat on the edge of the bed and she was, well, I can't even remember what we were arguing about. She was going on and on and we were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And she just turned around to me at one point and she was like, why aren't you saying anything? And I was just looking at her like, I don't know what you mean like I was just looking like what and she was like why aren't you saying anything why aren't you saying anything and something just happened in that moment where I just like realized that I was actually just sat there in my own thoughts having the argument with her in my head in terms of like she was saying what she was saying but I wasn't saying what I was saying out loud I was just saying it in my head mm -hmm. but to me I was in the moment like I was there having that argument so when the penny dropped I kind of just like burst into tears mm -hmm. And straight away her energy changed to like, oh, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? And literally all I could say, the only words I could get out were like, I don't feel like myself, I don't feel like myself. And that was kind of like the first time I'd admitted to myself, let alone out loud, mm -hmm. that there was something wrong. And that set me off on this path of like then wanting to better myself. It took me like another like year, year and a half to like come to the point of like, okay, shit, this is, what, this is what's happening. I really need to like work on stuff. So it was like a year and a half after that where I then started getting into books and podcasts. Um, and that journey took me on to then wanting to start my own podcast. Mm. So coming back to the point of why the podcast started was because I was in a space where I wanted to share my part of my story, but also hear other people's stories. And like I said, at first I wasn't going super deep in terms of like the mental health side of it and the, the lifestyles and the wellness side of it. It was more surface stuff because I was probably, to be honest, I was probably a bit scared to dive that deep because I was still exploring that side of myself. So it was always a bit more like, oh, so this is what you do for your career. How did you get into that? Oh, and what did you do when you left uni? And you left uni and then what did you do? You got an intern job and then mm -hmm. you got your intern job. It was more like that kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it's, it, it's funny because the podcast has developed with me mm -hmm. as a person. So like if you go back and listen to episode one, which is with my, my good friend BJ, to like episode, you know, 100, for example. Yeah. It's two different, it's two different, 
things, man. It's two different Yeah, I've, I've actually gone back and listened to a lot of your old podcasts. And Fanboy. <laughs> I just like podcasts. I, can, I rate it. No, I, I don't <laughs> like podcasts, yeah. so... Um, if it's a good one, then I'll listen to them. Yeah, I'll yeah. Go back and go through the catalogue. Yeah, yeah. Again, I guess even with us, uh, if you was to go back on our catalogue yeah. and where we first started to where we are right now, yeah, you can see an improvement. You can hear an improvement. So it is a bit of a journey. I think with you, yours has been a bit more personal. Mm. We're not as personal at the yeah. moment. I guess we. <laughs> go on. We. we or... <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Joking. Yeah, but do you know what that is, though? That's that's just been how I've been as a person. I've always been quite like introverted, quite introspective, and like I'm, I'm now very aware of like my feelings and my thoughts, and I'm very in tune with them. Mm-hmm. So it's only right that me as a person, and it's just how I am. Like I want to be like that to 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 own that truth for myself. So the more I'm like that on the podcast when I put content out on Instagram whatever it is the more I feel like I'm just doing things to serve me and not other people mm. and that's super important for me man like the second I fall into the trap of like doing things for other people it's like that's when my head gets messed up mm-hmm. so yeah man it's about keeping on top of that and just owning it for myself so see where you are now on a daily basis um do you still have those feelings of depression or do you like how where are you now like mind state wise uh, if you asked me like three months ago the answer would have been totally different the answer would have been like yeah I'm fucking like every other day is a big battle mm. that anxiety whatever whereas now at the current moment I'm more on. T- like, I wouldn't say on top of it I'm more accepting of it like it's always going to be there for me it's like mm. for me anxiety depression is something that's always going to be part of my life the, the friction comes from how accepting I am of those thoughts and those feelings like mm-hmm. The less I accept them and the more I fight against them, the more friction I cause within myself, which then causes more bad feeling, which then causes more friction, which then it's a a very vicious cycle. Whereas the more accepting I am of them, the more they don't like, the less they bother me. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the truth of it. And it's, it's quite a hard concept to explain and to, to fully like understand, especially when you're in it. Like like I said, a few months ago, I was fully in like, I just felt like my head was messed. I didn't like I couldn't even get to the root cause of it. Mm-hmm. But the more I fought against it, the worse it became. And then I had to take myself out of every situation. I literally stopped. I didn't record a podcast for like t- I normally record like once a week at least, or write or put an episode out or something. Mm-hmm. I came off social media. I didn't do anything. I didn't do any of my normal writing, recording editing making videos nothing and just stopped everything for a week gave myself space just took myself fully out of everything just to get myself grounded again and once i got myself grounded then i was like i came back in with a bit bit more refreshed i wasn't still like you know at like top level i was a bit more refreshed but i could then start to ease myself back into like writing again reading again like everything meditating again like I literally just stopped everything I was gonna. I was gonna get into. Like reading, where I didn't stop too fed. That was one thing I kept on doing. Gonna, to there's so many different facets because, again, as I said, I've listened to your podcast and I have a very similar mindset in terms of morning routines, meditation, yeah. uh, affirmations, and things of that nature. So I was gonna ask, what specific books did you read or have read whilst like going through when you're in a bad place? Um, Is there a specific book that you can say, I recognise that in helping me elevate where I was from a dark place to a good one. Yeah, I think there's been different stages. There's been different books along the way that I've read that have just really resonated with me. Like there's not like one book that I'll go to when I'm in a bad place (coughs) because I just always move on with the next book or finish reading whatever I'm reading. But the books that have resonated with me the most, um, Celestine Prophecy. Okay. 
Um, any, anyone read that? I haven't. Oh, no, I've heard of it. It's it's a sick book. It's I think it's like Jay Z's favorite book or something like. It's, okay. But it's like it's a bit similar to The Alchemist, where okay. it's a fictional story, but it yeah, has like yeah, a very yeah. spiritual messaging behind it about life and stuff. Cool. So that was, a, that was a very good book that kind of at the time really resonated with me. There was another one called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, which is again a very similar book to Celestine Prophecy, a story. Is with that us. by Paolo Coelho? Um, no, Way of the Peaceful Warrior is by a guy called Dan Millman. Okay. But it's a sick book as well. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I've read more recently is, it's a bit deeper, but by Jiddu Krishnamurti, mm -hmm. who's like an Indian philosopher. He's not even. He doesn't even call himself a philosopher, but he was a philosopher. Yeah. Um, and he's just like super. Everything he talks about is just like life and just how everything's connected and just like super deep. And it's like at the at the time of what I was going through, which was most recently, that's what I needed to be reading. Mm -hmm. And I always find that like whatever book it is I pick up is the book that I need to be reading at that time. Yeah. So I've always got like a stack on my shelf of like maybe ten books that I haven't read yet. And when I finish one book, I'll look at the stack. And whichever one pops out to me the most, I'll pick that up and start reading it. Mm -hmm. And it's always the book that I need to be reading. It's so mad how it works. Do you read one book at a time? Or yeah. Okay. I can't multi. I can't multitask with yeah. the books. So I get confused, yeah, man. I, I read about three or four at a time. Yeah, I know people who do that. I can't do it, man. Yeah. I, can't. I need to. I just, how? I just feel because like, if I'm reading, for example, rereading re a book on sleep. Yeah. But I can't just read that book about sleep. So I'm also reading a book about um, uh, what's his name from Cuba. The, um, che Guevara yeah. not Che Guevara the other one uh, El Castro. Castro Castro yeah I'm reading his autobiography okay. as well and I've got another two other books that I'm kind of flicking between as well Bro, that's yeah, like I what need you, that I can't do that man but yeah, they're just different that, because yeah. they're so different I need to be able to jump from one to another yeah. Like I, if I read one book, I just find I get bored. And it's one mood. Yeah. Yeah, I totally like, understand. But do you, do you have like a different time slot in the day where you read them? So you, you like might read one in the morning, one on the tube, one in the evening? Yeah, I guess some books are better for the morning. Like, um, for example, I'll read, uh, what's his name? Something, Alan. Um, uh, the name goes off. But basically, it's more about mindset and I'll read that in the morning mm. whereas in the evening I'm, I'll read about sleep or uh, yeah. autobiography yeah. so it does it is determined by I guess what time in the day it is and you carry them all with you at the same nah. time <laughs> you just have like all four on you they're just, yeah, they're just on deck just, just on deck posted around my face like on my flat and yeah when I want to read then I'll sit down and read yeah. but I can't just read one book and that's it yeah it's impossible for me I'm just to touch back at it so you spoke about anxiety and depression um can you can you does that link back to your childhood at all like you, i just because i i've never i don't think i've ever really suffered from anxiety mm. and nor depression i'm just thinking is it something you can pinpoint back to your childhood is it something that just developed and evolved once you got older like can you pin does it run yeah. in the family i don't know i mean i don't think it runs in the family yeah that i'm pretty sure it doesn't i mean I come from a, a family of Italian immigrants. So like my grandparents came over from Italy. So like they were very like strong minded in terms of like survival. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Survival mode. Like we need to survive. We need to make money. We need So they're like old school graft mentality. So yeah. for them, any emotions, anything, we, any hard yeah, comments, yeah. they just brush it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so they were probably more, they were able to deal with feelings of depression easier because they shirked them, which to me isn't the best way to deal with them. But for them, it worked because they were so much in survival. Um, and then my parents are probably like one step below that. 
Whereas our generation, we're we're more exposed to everything because of things like social media, because of, you know, not even that, just like TV, just life in general. We're more exposed to everything. So we're, we become more aware of more things. And I think through that, you know, growing up, like I had a very good, like upbringing with my family, like live in a good area. Like mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't, I can't pick a moment or a thing in, in my childhood that I could say, oh yeah, that would have been the cause. I just think it's the way that we've been brought up through society and the way society deems that we should be living our lives and you should do this and you should do that and it's like i'm someone who i like to do what i want to do and if i if i'm not doing what i want to do then i feel like i'm lost and that's where the anxiety comes and that's that's where the depression came from i was living a life that i didn't really want to be living like i was working in advertising which was a good job mm -hmm. you know i was still living at home but working advertising had like my own car I was able to buy nice things. I was able to go on nice holidays and I was just doing all this like, can I swear? Yeah, yeah cool. I was doing all this shit that I just wasn't that bothered was, about, but I was doing it because I thought that's what everyone wanted me to be doing. Mm. And the more I went down this route, the more it's I the just- normal, normal. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. became, I just got stuck in this hole that I didn't even know. It was like, it's like being stuck in quicksand without even realizing you're in the quicksand. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're up to it, yeah, up to your neck, neck and you're yeah. like, oh fuck, like what's happening? And it's like, it's a mad feeling, but I just feel like it's that that growing up through the society that we've been brought up in, and again looking at uh, the 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 culture that I grew up in in North London, like Italian community in North London, like a lot of that is rooted in like success and like being successful, and you know all of the families that I grew up around were all successful families because they had their own businesses, be it cafes or sandwich mm. bars or restaurants mm. or you know it was all food based, funnily enough, but. <laughs> Like everyone was successful, successful when they do, and all the parents still pretty much do it, yeah. and they still have the success, and that's why they were able to bring up their kids in a good environment and all that sort of stuff. But that puts pressure on the kids to then try and replicate that, and it's that's not what I want, not job wise, mm -hmm. but just I don't, I don't associate my life with money and how much money yeah. I earn. Mm -hmm. So I mean, and that those pressures, like I feel like, force you into a certain way. And it's like, that's not how I, I want to be free. I want to be like a little mm. butterfly that floats about, does whatever mm. I want to do whenever I want to do it. And it's like, the, the less I'm able to do that, the more the kind of anxiety and all that kicks in. Mm. And the anxiety, just to go back to that, because you were saying yeah. you hadn't experienced it, so to cut you off, but is like, it's just like a, it's just like, I can't even explain it, man. It's just like constant fear. It's constant worrying. It's constant, like, there's just something there that you just, you feel out of control and you just feel like you don't know what's happening or you don't know what's going to happen. You just, and you just start overthinking everything and you start looking into everything too much. And it's just like this constant, like churning of like worry and fear and doubt. And it's, it's horrible, man. Sorry, I was, was going to say, um, obviously you mentioned a few things. You spoke about different generations and how they dealt with it and stuff like that. And you mentioned anxiety. And obviously I asked you a question, obviously on the way in, in regards to, how do you feel your year's been? Um, and you mentioned, obviously, ask me in a couple of days or a couple of weeks and I might tell you something different. Hmm. I am I can be kind of the same as well. I'm, although at this moment, I'm in a very good space. But my question is, like, Lee's kind of answered it maybe from his perspective. But, do, I mean, do you think we, maybe this generation kind of live on that, I don't want to say red line is definitely the wrong word, but don't you think we live on that line where it's almost touch and go as to, um, I don't want to say going into depression, but kind of like needing help. Dare I say? Yeah, I think we're I think we're more emotionally vulnerable than previous generations because, like I said, we are exposed to a lot more. It's like you're constantly comparing yourselves every time you pick up your phone, whether you're 
doing it consciously or subconsciously, you're comparing yourself to the, the person you're seeing on your Instagram or Twitter feed. Like that is not a healthy thing for anyone to be constantly comparing your life to someone else's and not just to someone else's life to the best parts of someone else's yeah. life. So <laughs> do you know what I'm, the best parts, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like no one puts up the shit. Times. Exactly. So you're constantly comparing yourself and putting yourself in a place where you're almost degrading yourself. And it's not everyone, but if you're on that level of emotional vulnerability, then you're more likely to tip in the balance of like degrading yourself and putting yourself in a place of not making yourself feel great. And I think that's why there is such a wide problem with our kind of generation and the younger generations of like with mental health, because we still don't really understand it. Mm -hmm. We still don't really get it. And like, I don't want to go into the depths of it, but like it's massively underfunded and stuff like that. So it's like, there's still not a full understanding of it and how to kind of not just manage it, but better it for everyone and make sure people are more aware of their own kind of mental health because we all have it like yeah, it's health course, it's like we have a mental health emotional health physical health mm -hmm. spiritual health yeah so it's like we all have it it's just how in purport like how balanced it is compared to everything else mm -hmm. tell me about um how was that i don't know what kind of relationship you have with 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 your parents or sib i don't know if you've got siblings but like how was that after that kind of opening up to the ex-girlfriend that time on the bed um what was what was kind of the process after that? I mean, how did um, coming from an Italian? I speak about my background coming from a Caribbean background, and like my granddad's generation coming over, like Windrush generation, just yeah. get on with it. Like, do you know what I mean? You don't have like I've been told I'm cold, but it's not that I'm just like you just plow on through kind of thing. Mm. So tell me about like first off that conversation with family friends, and second off the kind of process they're not thereafter. Yeah, I think it's funny because I still haven't had that conversation with my parents. Do not, do not listen no, to your podcast. No, they, they, yeah. they're aware of it, but yeah. I, I personally have not had that conversation Is with there my a parents. Because that's interesting. Just, uh, I don't know, man. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's scary. the honest truth. But it's scary. It's scary, but you've told, I feel like I know a lot about you just from what you've Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. They're aware of it, but yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't physically sat down yeah. and had a conversation with them and said, this is what I dealt. This is what I went through. This is how wow. I felt. This is how I'm feeling when I'm having bad times. I just mm -hmm. haven't had that. Because a part of me feels like, and I, you know, I don't mean this in a bad way. It's like I love my mom and dad, of course, but like I just don't feel like they would fully get it. Because mm -hmm. my mum's very like of that generation of like, you just get on with it. Yeah. And my dad's a bit more, my dad's just super chilled. He's like super zen. He's like, He's like the most chill person I've ever met in my life. I just don't think he will fully. You have to be to support Arsenal, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just true. Get on with it. It's true. Just get on, get with, on it. with it. It is what it is. That's the only time I ever see him angry, by the way, watching football. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just just haven't had that. Haven't had that conversation. Like I've had it with my sister. Um, I had it with friends. They were like some of the first people I had it with. Um, which, funnily enough, we were on the way to an Arsenal game in the pub having a chat about stuff and it just i just started telling them like this is what i went through but and they were all like rah <laughs> this is a bit heavy you just want to have a few, <laughs> a few beers before the game let's 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 but but you know and now obviously i talk about it a lot kind of online and on the podcast and stuff so yeah you know they, it, they're my mates so they, they they do take the piss a bit but mm -hmm. that you know your mates have got to keep you grounded in a way yeah. so um but yeah it's just those conversations are hard, man. They're very hard. I, I agree with you because like going through maybe those, I call them kind of key years, teenage years, like early teens, few to late teens. Like I didn't, I wasn't the type to sit down and have dinner at the table with, with my, my dad. I left the family home by then. So have dinner at the table with my mother yeah. and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, I was just, I'll speak to my boys 
cousins around my age group and stuff. But me and my mum don't, we never, we don't really sit and have conversations. Like, yeah. it's, it's more like, if you don't ask me my business, I will not show yours. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> but like, it's weird because like, when we first started in the podcast, uh. And then obviously you're trying to promote it. You put on your WhatsApp status yeah. and stuff and you get a bit nervous, a bit tingly about that stuff. And then like, one day my mom asked me a question about the podcast. I said, what are you doing listening to it? Like, yeah. like it was just, I can't remember. It was, it was a while ago, but it was just, it was quite funny to me. Like, cause obviously she's interested in my life, but because. You keep it hidden. Because I kind of keep like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, arm's length. Arm's length. It's like, that's the only way she'll find that information. Cause I know she's, she does stuff in the background. I like, ask my cousin's stuff. Yeah. And, <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And she'll ask like my missus stuff and stuff like that. Like, yeah, so it's just, it, I, I kind of get where you're coming from when you say like you haven't sat down and yeah, had a conversation. Yeah, it's a scary thing, man. And yeah. and the thing is, is I haven't, I haven't really needed to since, in, well, especially in like the last three, four years. So it's like weird to then backtrack on a conversation I should have had four years ago. So it's mm. like, if I start having a bit of a tougher time now, I'll probably mm. be more likely to have that conversation. Because it's always like, it's, I'm not scared of my parents, don't get me wrong, but like, it's a scary thing to even just mm. put yourself out there in a vulnerable position, mm. be it whatever. But now I'm a bit more like, I can deal with it better with my parents. I'm more, I'm stronger in being able to like, do it and have those conversations. Even just like, life stuff in general, it doesn't have to be bad stuff or mm -hmm. negative stuff, like just even life stuff. I'm more comfortable having those conversations with my parents. Like recently, so I moved back in with them recently, like a month ago. And I had to have that conversation. I had to tell them like, I want to leave my flat and come move back in with you guys mm. and explain why. Mm -hmm. And then to, like almost break it to them that I want to go traveling a bit next year mm. and then potentially move to a different country or city. And mm. I had to have like, I wouldn't be able to have that conversation like three years ago, yeah. but I had to have that conversation. It reminds us of Pete. Please let him get in on this. I don't even know where to start. Oh, like let's you mentioned, go. traveling, traveling. traveling. Don't let him laugh at you. No, 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 So like, I'm going to say, traveling. Before he starts, what I want, what I will say, because me and Pete went high school. Yeah. And he was the most introverted person at high school you ever come across like ever 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 always a good guy get him drunk and he was just he was a completely different person yeah but he was very introverted and like when we touched on the traveling thing so i can't remember how many years ago it was, it was but 2012 2012 there you go ready, it's, ready, when, it's when, when he came out of his show it's essentially so yeah. he decided he was going traveling yeah and honestly i was worried for him because he's so introverted so i said you know what where are you starting off and he said colombia i said i'm coming sick so the first three weeks i took i took leave from where i was based at, at, at work first two and a half three weeks i said i'll be with you in colombia just to get him like settled in. yeah <laughs> like, yeah obviously i enjoyed it as well but it was like from there as soon as he came he, he I left him in Colombia, met loads of people, whatnot. Then he went off and traveled south, whatever. From when you come back, different person. Yeah. Completely come out of his You know what? Someone yeah. someone who I've met recently, who I actually met while I was traveling, she said she said to me, um, the best way you will ever get to know yourself is to go traveling by yourself with a Seriously. backpack. Dead serious. Because you you have to. Like mm. you're in an environment you're not comfortable in. Mm -hmm. You don't know anyone else. And it's just mm -hmm. you in a backpack and maybe a few books it's like yeah, you have to dive in and chat to people <laughs> mm -hmm. and that to be honest i went to japan like earlier this year mm -hmm. for a month i thrived in that environment Sick. i like honestly Sick. i have never felt that version of me before Sick. i thrived Liberated. it I was know. unbelievable just high five that um you said a few things though, was Wait, yeah he's looking to go traveling next year and all yeah. the rest of it 
Yeah, well, I know, I know you mentioned And potentially move to another country. But that wasn't what I was in touch on. All right, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what I was going to say is like... I'm sensing parallels. I was, uh, I was probably at a point um, where I probably felt uncomfortable talking to my parents about certain things or just didn't really want to get into it because I was just driving not long ago. I see my dad rang me, well, several times to have a conversation. Eventually had a conversation. It was a long, drawn-out conversation over nothing. Yeah. Truth be told, from my point of view. Um, so I would never really get into those type of conversations because I'd rather not have them. Whereas now, I think following traveling and maybe one or two other experiences, I realize or I believe I'm in control of everything. So I look at the problem and I just I map out how I'm going to take dominate this this problem or this situation. Mm-hmm. And from there, I'm very, very comfortable. So I may look at my life now and I'll think to myself, um, these are the issues or this is where I need to be. And I'll very quickly map it out. Bam, I need to do this, 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 this. And I'm back in control. Mm. Whereas maybe a while ago, maybe with my mum, just touching on speaking with my parents, um, I don't probably show any vulnerability, but I um, I definitely explain absolutely everything as to my issues and why I'm having these problems. But I'm thinking about, as you, as you mentioned, um, vulnerability. I was almost going to say, I don't shout, but I'm very firm with this is what I'm doing This is and this is why yeah. I'm doing it my dad I took him to the hospital yesterday and oh my god did he talk <laughs> he would not stop, stop talking because I moved to Barcelona and really? yeah really? yeah so I moved to Barcelona right? and um, <laughs> I mentioned a few times alright great life alright so I moved to Barcelona my dad is really at odds with me going to in being in Barcelona yeah. so what are you going to do it's a new country new language dissonant and I'm like this is what I'm doing this is why I'm doing it and I'm staying. So for me, it's, it's quite simple. Yeah. I'm in control of the situation. I know exactly what I'm doing. It wants to get into nitty gritties, but far as I'm concerned, he won't understand the nitty gritties. Yeah. Well, but I'm in control, so it's not really a problem. Um, but yeah, I was quite in, like interested in like, some of your photography stuff and obviously you go and travel as well because when I saw your Instagram page, I thought, there's a man who's taking a picture and he's looking at perspective. Where was your shots in Jamaica, yeah. in Tokyo? And there's one or two other bits and pieces. And I thought, there's a story behind those pictures. So I was wondering what kind of like, um, what dawned in you to either go to Tokyo or to take those pictures, go to Jamaica and stuff like so, that? So I've kind of, I wouldn't say I've always been interested in photography, but something got me into just taking photos. And I don't know what, and I'm not like, you know, I wouldn't say I'm like the best photographer in the world, but I like I like a nice looking picture. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I can see a nice looking picture when I see one. So I I started taking photos just casually, basically, and I wasn't really doing anything with them. And then I was working at One Extra at the time, and they've got like an annual trip to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, because I was doing the social media, I was like, well, I do the social media. You're going to Jamaica. You kind of need some social media content in Jamaica. Like, I reckon I should I be going. I like the way you hustled the situation. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, did. I had to. I yeah. had to like. I had to write a document on why I should go to Jamaica. Basically, <laughs> like basically, a, not a pitch, but like what I would do out there and blah. blah what content mm-hmm. we would get out of it. And while I was there, like I was basically the designated photographer as well as like getting social media bits and content and all this. So I took it upon myself to use that time to teach myself how to shoot manually with a camera because I didn't know before I'd just point and shoot um fortunately my cousin's a photographer so I mm. got him to give me like the tips on mm. like what all the settings were and stuff but again I hadn't until I stepped foot in Jamaica and took that first photo I hadn't mm. really played with the settings so I just took as many photos as I could and I was basically there for about a week and I took over a thousand photos a day so I took about 10,000 photos while I was wow. there and that was all like playing with the manual settings and getting it right. And, you know, 
if I'm sat in this corner of the room now taking a photo of you two, if I turn to take one of Mace, I have to readjust the settings to get it because the lighting's different and mm. like learning all that stuff on the move was like <clears> the best <throat> thing ever. And I came away with some really nice photos. So then when, when I went back the next year, I was like, oh, I'm super confident in this now. Like, and I hadn't really taken manual photos that much between the two trips, which is like a year. But I was like, right, I'm going to go in. I'm going to get some sick photos. Like, da -da. So I was just taking more and more photos. And then when I came back, my friend who's a photographer, sick photographer, shout out, Phil Maui, he was like, bro, you start shooting on film. He's like, you start shooting on film. Your photos are sick. Like, start shooting on film. I was like, okay. And he bought me a little film, like point and shoot camera for um, just like, I think it was my birthday. Or he just gave it to me as a gift. And this is the one that I took to Japan. Mm -hmm. So when I went to Japan, I was like, right, I need to document this. I'm going to take my camera. And it's literally just a little old film Olympus camera. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. everywhere I went, I'd have it in my pocket. If I saw something nice, take it out, bang, take the photo. And while I was there, I spent about 100 quid developing film. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was only about 10 rolls. It was so expensive. But I was like, because I was taking the photos and because I was there for so long, mm. I was quite impatient. I didn't want to wait until I got back to get the photos developed. I was like, I'm going to get them developed on the move because yeah. it'd be quite cool to upload them and all this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then I started my photography account on Instagram. But it was not really, it's not really like an official thing. It's just like more of a place for me to put my photos because... Mm -hmm. I had so, I've got so many photos on a hard drive from like Jamaica, mm -hmm. from like I went on tour with my mate. He's an artist. I was taking photos. And I've just haven't done anything with them. They just mm -hmm. got they just sit there doing nothing. So I thought, right, I'm going to start a page and just start uploading stuff. So now whenever I go traveling, I just take loads of photos, and then I've got another little new film camera, take photos and just upload them onto there basically. Cool. But it's another thing that I enjoy doing is like traveling, experiencing new places, but then mm -hmm. also like capturing those like nice candid moments within. The, the traveling itself because they're the moments that like really like resonate with me so i know you've done a post and uh episode on your podcast in regards to books and that what yeah. your, your top recommended ones yeah. mm -hmm. with our audience could you kind of give some of your top recommended books that you would kind of suggest to anyone to read um yeah it's the three i said earlier so mm. I, I think did i think all three of those made it into that episode so yeah um where the Peaceful Warrior and Celestine Prophecy I'd put in the same bucket because they're basically the same book with a different story. Mm -hmm. um, um, Krishnamurti, the one that I read was um, The Awakening of Intelligence, but there's another one called Freedom from the Known, which is probably a better one to start with because it's a bit shorter okay. and it's less deep. It's a bit more easy to, to get into in terms of like the, the, the way it actually reads. They're quite difficult because... The Awakening of Intelligence is like a literal transcripts from his talks and conversations. So his English is like broken English. It doesn't read that well. Mm -hmm. Whereas Freedom from the Known is a bit more like better edited, basically. Um, Tools of Titans, Tim Ferriss. It's just a sick book. Like it's just full of gems. It's just like the best, <laughs> the best uh, parts from the best interviews of his podcast, which is like one of the best podcasts. So mm -hmm. just full of gems. Um Mask of Masculinity, Lewis House is a sick book. Mm -hmm. um, I, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the, the simpler reads with not the words. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the, <laughs> yeah, no that's, that's what I like about it. It's not, it's <laughs> yeah. not like, it's not a massively in-depth book. Yeah. Mm. Like, intense. Not it's not intense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's written very simply. Yeah. Like it's, if I wrote a book, that's literally how it would sound. Yeah. So it's yeah, like really easy to yeah. kind of flick through. You have written a book though, right? E-book, e -book, yeah. E -book, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I released it at the start of the year. How did that come about? Um, 
don't actually know to be honest i so basically i i i send out like a weekly newsletter email and i always write do a different write-up based on like the previous week's podcast episode so mm-hmm. whether the main theme has been within that episode i'll do like a little write-up myself about it tie in some of my experience and stuff like that so i've got all of these like write-ups just sitting on like my google drive mm-hmm. and i was just sat there thinking like what can i do with these i've got so many of them like i must be able to like put them out again so i came up with this idea of writing an ebook which was like about daily habits basically because i got two things that i always talk about a is just positivity in general and b is the one percent rule of like always looking to bet yourself by one percent every day mm-hmm. and like the more you do that over a long consistent period of time you know <laughs> the results speak for themselves so I try to factor in what are the things that I've written about that fit into that idea of positivity and making a positive change in life and the 1% rule. So I basically pull together some of my write-ups and just use those as like the body of the ebook and then fleshed out the rest around it, like a bit of an intro, had to write up a couple of extra chapters, had to like reword, re-edit some of the write-ups so they fit within the context of a book. Mm-hmm. I put exercises at the end of each chapter that people can try for themselves. Um, I designed it all myself, like the the front cover, like the layout of it. Did basically did the whole thing myself, mm-hmm. and then put it out at the start of the year. And it's called um, Daily Positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then it's like habits. Um, I can't remember the taglines. Like habits to do every day to make a positive change in your life something like that I can't actually remember yeah. but Daily Positive is the name of it mm-hmm. and it's free download and people can just go all you need to do is put in your email to get it sent to your inbox mm-hmm. and it's I've had some really good feedback on it like really sure. good and it was, it was actually a really nice process writing it okay. I really enjoyed yeah. that and it makes me want to like write <coughs> something else whether I'll do that this year I don't know I've got a bit of an idea of what I want to write but it's probably a bit more of a long term project so it might take a couple years to be honest but yeah, I really enjoyed that, man. It was like, yeah, it was a good, and there's a good way to just reuse content I already had and exactly. just repackage it in a nice way. Mm-hmm. It, it benefited so many people because I did loads of like sponsored Instagram posts and stuff like that. So people who weren't already aware of me and the podcast were finding it and downloading it. And then they just, I was getting emails from people and DMs from people like, oh, I just found your ebook, like blah, blah, blah. So and it, it wasn't like super massively um, popular. Like I think it had like, 500 people downloaded it but that's like that's, that's amazing man yeah. yeah exactly i was i would have been happy with 10 exactly. <laughs> do you know what i mean so exactly. f- 500 people that they've been hopefully positive positively impacted mm-hmm. by that is quite a nice thing yeah mm-hmm. was you gonna say something please? no yes. if <clears throat> i'm gonna touch on another subject um yeah go, go ahead. um because i know that you've also got the retro football show yeah. podcast how did that come about and tell us a bit about that as well yeah so i do lots of things as you can as yeah. you can get as you can tell so, right yeah. um I got, I, do you know what it is? I'm, I'll come back to the question and say, I'm right. just like, dreamers disease is just me in, in, a, in a person, right? Because like, that's what I am. I've just always got ideas. I'm always trying to do something new. I'm always wanting to travel somewhere. I'm always wanting to do something or try something. I'm not scared to like do the dirty work or the hard work to try something. So like, one of the things I set out last year at the end of the year is like, I wanted to learn how to complete a Rubik's Cube. Mm. And I literally sat there every day for half an hour practicing, practicing, practicing until I got it down to like under two and a half minutes to complete it. Yeah. And it's like, I'll just practice, practice, practice until I'm at a level where I'm either happy with it or I am just can do it mm-hmm. to a consistent level. Another thing is I just started skateboarding. Yeah, like three that. months ago. That. We'll come back yeah, to that yeah, one. We'll come back that. to that one. Oh man, my, my hip. <laughs> I got my back is bad. I got bruises all over my legs. My both wrists are fucked up from falling over. 
but I love it, man. Again, it's one of those things where you just have to keep going. You have to keep trying. The more you fail, the harder you have to try. The more you fail, the harder you try. The harder you try, the more likely you are to land the trick. Like It's just sick. I love it. Um, but yeah, so Retro Football Show Podcast was another one of these kind of ideas which came about mm. because me and my friend Uche were both working at Radio 1, one extra at the time. Mm-hmm. We were sitting opposite each other. And last summer, during the World Cup, every day I, I basically collect football shirts. So every day I was coming in in a different football shirt because I wanted to try and wear a different shirt every day whilst the World Cup was on. So it was over like 30 days. What, like, national national shirts? No, just clubs, any, any, any shirts. Any, but what I was yeah, trying to do, I was trying to tie the shirts in to like who was playing that day. So if like Spain were playing, I'd wear a Barcelona shirt. Yeah, yeah, or if yeah, like yeah. Argentina were playing, I'd wear like my Bar- another Barcelona shirt with Messi on the back. Yeah. So I was trying to tie it in just because it made it more interesting for me um, when I was trying to pull out the shirt in the morning because I've got about 80. Um, so yeah, I'd come in every day wearing a shirt and Uche was sitting opposite me and he, we'd, we'd just get talking about football shirts and he'd be like, oh man, I love this shirt. Where's it from? And I'd be like, oh yeah, it's this. And then we start talking about like classic football shirts, the website, and we'd be going on there and sending each other like, oh, have you seen this shirt of like Ajax from 88 or whatever? And we'd just like send each other stuff. And we'd just, we'd end up having like a 20, 30 minute conversation every day across the desk about football shirts one way or the other. And the lady who was sitting next to us, shout out Julie, she was like, oh, do you know what? You guys should like record this as a podcast because it's really funny hearing you talk about football shirts and mm-hmm. like you're so like keen about it. Mm-hmm. Straight away, I was like, that's a great idea. Done. I was like, ding. And literally the next day, I'd like send Uche a logo. <laughs> I, I sent him the branding. I'd come up with the name of the podcast. I was like, bro, we got to do this. This would be sick. Let's just sit down. Let's just do a test recording. Let's see how it sounds. And we just did it. We just rolled with it, man. So we're like 30 odd episodes in on that. And yeah, it's good, man. We did a we did a live show at the Jumpers for Goalpost Festival um, earlier this. When was that? Last month, which was really cool. We got the guys from Classic Football Shirts as our guests, Doug and Matt, um, which is wicked. We're doing another live show at the London Podcast Festival on the 14th of September. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing one with Dreamers Disease as well, same day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, it's just really cool. Like it's just we sit around for an hour talking about football shirts, man. It's yeah. Like it's super chilled, it's super cool. It's just like one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to come on to that the fact that you're at the London Podcast Festival. Yeah. So for those that don't know, the London Podcast Festival starts this Friday. I think so, yeah. and it's on for about a two two, two weeks. Two weeks it's on for two weeks. I know you're there doing Dreamers Disease, and also the Retro Football Shirts podcast will be there as well in and around in and around town <laughs> <laughs> in and around town. Um, there was something I was what I was ah. Oh, because there's so many facets to you. So obviously you've got the podcast stuff going on, but what else goes on in, in your life in terms of all the working world? Because before we yeah. came on air, I know you told me, I don't know if you can reveal that. Where, where yeah, yeah, yeah. So I basically, so my background obviously working at One Extra is social media. So I left One Extra last summer to go freelance because yeah. A, I wanted to free up time to focus on like the podcasts and like just have more time to just be creative. Funnily enough, that's where the ebook idea came out of was having more time to actually apply myself to something. Um, and B because I wanted to just have more ownership of my time and feel less tied to like a job and like if I wanted to go traveling it wouldn't be such a big deal like because mm-hmm. you know when you're working you can't just take a month off to go traveling like you have to book the time off you have to save up your holiday whereas if you're working freelance you've got the you can do that if you can afford it right mm-hmm. so I was like yeah this sounds great so yeah I went freelance last summer Um, done a couple of projects with the BBC since then and I started working um, last month with Spotify um, through an old contact I used to work with at, B- at One Extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so just doing some like strategy stuff with them. 
launching um, an account, an uh, Instagram account for the Huey B brand. So they obviously they do like the live event. We got the podcast and we got the playlist. So we're launching a kind of Instagram account just to kind of be more focused around the urban music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm helping with that. Um, well, I do yoga. <laughs> I work out. I stretch <laughs> a lot because I have to because I'm getting old and I have to stretch. Um, yeah, man, just do lots of lots of different things. Who's been your favourite guest you've had on Dreamers oh, You can't do that to me, man. Fair, but... yeah. <laughs> can't We're trying that, to man. be open and honest here. Back onto books. <laughs> no, no, gen- like, genuinely, like, yeah. I, ca- I can't answer that. And that's not me right. being like, oh, uh, like, because there's so many just amazing conversations. Like, I w- I w- what I will say is some of the recent ones have been some of my favourite episodes to sit down and record right. just because the more comfortable I am you know, through experience now of recording, the more vibe there is within the conversation. So like the recent episode with Estée Lalonde, who's a YouTuber, was just like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the feedback I've had on that's been incredible. Like the blonde, the blonde. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another one with uh, Sachin Sharma, who's like a friend of mine, who's a, who's a life coach. Just his story's crazy. And he's just like, he just he's just like real talk. He just doesn't mince his words. Gotcha. So that was a wicked episode. The one with Kelechi Okafor, which yeah. is a while back was sick because we just went off on a proper tangent like because mm. what i do is i got i got this process where i'll research a guest i'll mm-hmm. write notes but i won't come prepared with questions i'll just go with the vibe mm-hmm. and with kalechi like i totally went with the vibe like we ended up doing like she was doing like a live tarot card reading for me <laughs> we were talking about horoscopes we were talking about crystals like, i was just just we, the conversation just went there and I just went with it mm-hmm. so that was really cool Kenny Allstar was another one because there was like it was just a super deep conversation about his life there was a moment where we were both kind of like tearing up wow um, I heard that one as well it's a sick episode and then there's another one coming out which depending on when this episode comes out but yeah. for me right now it's coming out on Thursday is an episode with a guy called Sam Qureshi and okay. it's, it's just mind blowing he's yeah. just like it's just sick yeah on, on Kenny Allstar yeah he released like a documentary around his projects yeah. a few months back yeah, yeah. and I watched that documentary and I just mad respect for him like yeah. mad oh, respect for Kenny Allstar yeah yeah. Man. so our, our our conversation was basic because that, that documentary was like 15 minutes yes so our conversation yeah. was like an hour and a half of that basically just an wow. extended version it was, yeah. it was so good I know you speak about meditation a lot and like these lot like to take the piss. I knew you were going to No one takes it. the piss out of you. No, like, we were, <laughs> yesterday, we were trying to dig you up. I was pee taking the piss. Anyway, anyway. How did you first get into meditation? I don't actually know, to be honest. Like, I think a friend of mine was getting into it and I just, I'd started to hear about it quite a lot because obviously it's been like quite a popular thing in the last couple of years, three years, whatever. A friend of mine was getting into it and he just said to me, oh yeah, I've been using this app Headspace. It's cool. Like this is what it does. I was like, sweet. I'm going to, again, it's one of those things are like, cool. I want to check it out. I'm going to check it out. I'll give it a go. Mm. I've been addicted to it ever since, man. Wow. Like literally I got, I I got up to like a hundred because it gives you like um, a counter of like your run streak on the app. I got up to like 195 days um, in a row, like back to back. Mad. Um, How long do you uh, meditate for? generally 10 minutes ideally 20 minutes mm. even more ideally longer but I'm struggling with the longer it not like to sit down and do it I'm just fitting it in at the minute and do you do meditation with someone guided meditation or do you just do pure meditation yeah, so, breathing? so the guided meditation so Headspace is like a guided meditation app 
um, and there's all different kind of things you can do. So there's like ones for stress, one for anxiety, one for like sport in performance, one like all different um, to- topics that they cover. Um, but what I've, I'm, I'm doing the pro level, I think it's called now, which is basically like it's unguided. Mm. He basically sets you up. He says, okay, do the, get into the normal routine. And then you won't hear him again until like the end when you open your eyes. So it's like mm. basically unguided now. How do you find that? Because I've been doing that. I've, I'm doing a like a 21 day course at the moment. Yeah. It's got Opie Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Um, I heard back in. Hmm? Would say Oprah Winfrey's like blessing almost. Like, no, well, it's her talking on okay, oh, okay. actual guided meditation and someone oh, really? else starts talking and kind of leads you into it. Yeah. But he gives, he says, say a mantra, but I always struggle to say what the mantra is. Yeah. And then it's like, I guess about 10, 15 minutes of just you, no guided meditation. You just do it yourself. Like I'm struggling with that at the moment because I'm used to doing it with guided meditation. Yeah. I'm struggling without any guided. So like, how did you find that process in doing it? I think it, it takes a while to get used to. But mm. I think the, the common misconception with meditation is that you 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 aren't thinking while you're meditating you're just sitting in silence mm. and that's totally wrong it's the opposite you're actually sitting with your thoughts and you're being more aware of them you're just trying not to engage in them so like if you're sat there with your eyes closed and a thought pops into your head about what you're going to have for dinner you just see the thought recognize it, it and then let it go and then the next thought will come along mm. that's what meditation is and it's sitting and and, f- and the focus on the breath is just something to center you um I'm so, doing it right then. Yeah, it takes a while. It's just <laughs> it's just hard because we've got busy minds because mm. again, you open your phone and your brain starts processing 101 things in, in a millisecond. So it's like our brains are used to constantly processing stuff. Whereas when we t- disengage from that and we sit down and tr- we try and sit in silence, it's like, it's hard, man, because mm. your brain's so used to just trying to think and overthink and rethink things. Like it doesn't know how to just exist and just be mm-hmm. and we feel uncomfortable doing that because we're not used to it as well but that's our natural state mm. like when we're born as babies we're not born thinking we're just existing and we're just in this space of being yeah. and that's what that is our natural state that's like if we if we had a button on us that was like reset factory settings that's what we'd go back to and that's what meditation is it's like tapping into that so yeah it's a hard process to kind of get used to but oh man i love it do you ca- can you carry it throughout the day that feeling because I have that after I've done it it's like a, a peaceful at peace feeling once it's finished but I'm not able to carry it throughout the whole day yeah like, it's back to business kind of thing I think it's hard like I think you you have to what I've started to do is I've started to recognize moments within the day that where I also tap into that feeling mm-hmm. like so I'll try and meditate in the morning. Like if I'm really on it, I'll meditate in the morning mm. because it sets me up with just like a fresh start for the day. Um, and then I'll most definitely do it at the end of the day because it's like I need to, I need to unplug from everything that's happened. Mm. So, but during those two periods, like I'll try and find moments where I'm just being more present. So like even if it's just eating my lunch, that like I'll try not to like listen to music or like do too much while I'm eating my lunch I'll literally just sit there just eating my lunch and that's one thing actually I learned in Japan was how how I don't know what the the right word is but when they're doing something they're like only doing that thing Mm. it's like if they're eating 
they are only eating it's they're like not like a sense of meditation yeah they're not like absorbed. it's like being present it's like yeah. uh, it's like real like mindfulness i guess mm. and it's like if they're you know do you know what i mean they just yeah, seem to like they just seem to do that one thing like that vision one, in that yeah. one thing or action that they're doing. yeah so i've just tried to, to like find moments of that throughout my day mm. so even if it's like if i'm writing something for work like a document for example I'll put my phone aside and I'll just won't try to check it every five minutes mm -hmm. and just try and do that thing for five, 10, 15 minutes, however long it is, just do that thing. And you're without recognize, without realizing that you're, you're kind of meditating because you're in that moment of just doing that one thing and you're only focused on that. And that's a kind of, it's not meditation really. It's probably more mindfulness, but those moments allow you to tap into that feeling of like letting everything else fall away because when you're in those moments you're not worried about when your next paycheck's coming you're not worried about the argument you had with your mate the other day you're not worried about that weird text you just got from your your missus you, you know what i mean you're just mm. you're in that zone and that's when we're fully present and that's when we're really experiencing life at the fullest so it's about recognizing those moments throughout your day really and that's when you kind of get into that zone cool um, do you read any other books besides non-fiction? Do you read fictional stories? Or Not really, man, to be honest. Like, yeah. I, I only kind of really read like spiritual books, self-helpy books, autobiographies sometimes. Mm. I just really enjoy them. Like, I find fiction quite hard. Okay. I mean, I haven't read a fiction book for... So, I mean, apart from The Way of the Peaceful Warrior and Celestine Prophecy and The Alchemist, which are kind of fiction books, but they're kind of spiritual books. yeah. yeah. Um, I, I can't like I haven't read like The Hobbit or like do you know what I mean like Harry yeah, Potter or, like yeah. I just, just find them hard to read man I just don't get into them okay how often do you read? every day right every day normally on the tube to be honest when I'm mm -hmm. when I'm on the way to work because now that I'm back in North London I've got like a 30 minute tube journey mm -hmm. so it's a perfect time to sit and read mm. Um, sometimes I'll read before I go to bed as well like 20 minutes half an hour mm. often a good time what are yeah. you reading at the moment? Uh, Tribe of Mentors which is the okay. Tim Ferriss yeah. follow up to Tools of Titans yeah, funnily yeah. enough um, I'm about halfway through it it's good okay cool yeah what about you guys what are you reading at the minute uh, we're well I'm reading a book on sleep I yeah. can only do one book at once okay yeah, I love yeah. friends <laughs> so we're, well we're all reading this book on sleep um, and we yeah we'll be releasing an episode on it later on down the what's line what's the book called sleep sleep, <laughs> sleep. yeah oh. it's called sleep it's by um, Nick Littlehouse Nick Littlehouse okay. um, it's quite interesting you've done actually an episode on sleep or you mentioned sleep because I've I've actually got notes. See how you said you make notes, but then you're coming to the podcast. same thing, but yeah, not exactly. Question. You're, yeah, you're yeah, coming yeah. to the podcast yeah. and like actually you'll just see where the vibe takes you. I've yeah. got some notes and I remember because have you done an episode on sleep? The, one of the fifteen minute. What you know? You yeah, do? I think so. Yeah, uh, or, in focus. yeah, I did in focus. Yeah. Or you spoke about it briefly because actually I made some notes and I can't remember what I said. Yeah, but the book that we're reading on sleep is very interesting because there's so many like different things that you wouldn't think of, or I wouldn't think of when yeah. it comes to sleep. Obviously, you know about mattress and stuff, but actually not buying the most expensive mattress. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Actually, if, if a mattress costs you, I don't know, two grand, it's supposed to last for 10 years. What about a grand and last for five years? You might get a better deal, a better kind of, it might be better for you. And there's things about, there's things about positions. It's not the fire alarm. There's things about positions and stuff like that. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm massively into like all of that stuff. So like, yeah. It depends what, like, it's so weird because, like, I'm the kind of person, it depends what I'm into in that specific moment mm -hmm. into, like, what kind of conversations I have, like, within the podcast, for example. So, like, when I'm super into, like, researching about sleep, mm -hmm. I'll always shoehorn the conversation around sleep because I'll yeah. just be interested, like, oh, what's your sleeping habits? Like, or what mm -hmm. you, 
Whereas like at the minute I've just discovered a thing called grounding, which is about um, like exposing ourselves more to our natural, um, like, what well, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like natural state in terms of like, cavemen didn't have chairs. Like they used to sit on the floor, so kneel on the floor. on the earth and things like that. Exactly. So like, I'm, I'm, and this is only in like the last few days, by the way, like yeah. literally since the I've, weekend. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I'm That's like super into like, when I'm at home working, I'm like, I've sat on the floor or kneeling or like, you know, I'm walking around barefoot in the house. That's like even cool. today at work, I was like, did I, like, I was standing up at a little desk that I found I could stand at. Mm -hmm. Then they've got this little like kind of ball pit it's not really a ball pit, but it looks like an empty ball pit and you can go in and it's like cushions. You can sit on it like okay. you're sitting on the floor. Yeah. So I was sitting in there like working, like just trying to like realign my body. Yeah. Like, and it's mm -hmm. realigning your body to like how it's supposed to be. We're like, we're not supposed to be sat in a chair for an hour. Mm -hmm. Like it's so bad for you. And that's, mm -hmm. that's part of the problem with like my, Should we just call it a day now. Then? Yeah, exactly. Let's not get on the head of me sat down for too long. We just have to stand up for a bit. What, um, what do you what's your vision going forward what's your what's your what's your plan for dreamies the seas or any other projects or kind of ideas you might be working on say for the next 12 to 18 months do you know what it's, it's such an interesting question because i don't know because at the minute i'm kind of like, i used to be so like yeah man i'm gonna do this and i like build up this coaching business i'm gonna have all this stuff on the go but at the minute i'm just trying to like enjoy like really being present and being like zen in the moment like mm -hmm. i don't really want to think too far ahead again like i said i want to go traveling at the start of next year mm. and then want to move to a different city so yeah that i don't know what's going to happen like beyond those moments do you know what i mean like any, literally anything could happen between now and then and during those and after those moments happen so i'm just trying to enjoy like the process of like whatever it is i'm doing to be honest like work making content editing the podcast Get, sitting down with a guest having a chat being here with you guys like reading whatever it is I'm just trying to be more present with that stuff because that's where I find like I'm at the best because yeah. there's so much that's happened for me like literally since the start of the year like since I went to Japan that I could never have planned in my life like mm -hmm. never in a million years like even if I planned it it wouldn't have worked out so it's like I'm looking at that thinking okay if all that stuff's happened without me really putting any effort or plan into it like what can happen if I do the same for the next six months mm -hmm. so i'm kind of in that space of like just vibing man i think it's the best is like going with the flow on stuff trying to be more open just me be more connected to like life sounds a bit spiritual but it's probably because all the no, books I read, but... are, are you religious do you grow up in a religious grew house? up yeah in a catholic household but mm -hmm. i mean like loosely catholic mm -hmm. i mean now i'm totally not religious mm -hmm. like from the school of life yeah no, i get that man <laughs> and where would you move to you talking about moving to another city I know before you said another country uh, Amsterdam's high up on the list mm, okay love Amsterdam I love. I was there last weekend just love the vibe there obviously they speak English which is helpful, yeah, helpful. <laughs> um, but just it's just a sick city it's small enough you can walk around you can cycle I like that because mm -hmm. you know I've lived in London my whole life and it's like it's a big city you can't get anywhere without driving or getting the tube where it's like I quite like the idea of being able to walk everywhere be more connected to the outdoors, cycle, you know, it's got a really cool creative culture, like a good mm. kind of young kind of coffee scene culture. I'm not sure about the skateboarding culture, but we'll work <laughs> on that one. Yeah, we'll work on that one. Um, and then the other one is, um, I haven't actually said this out loud to anyone before, but Canada. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Montreal. Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his Take the floor. Yeah. Take the floor. Yeah. Not on it. No, I'm joking. 
I yeah, I've been watching a few. I, I was love mate. It. I'm going in like a couple of weeks. Love it. So right. sick. You tell you everything. Listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, I'll, tell you, now, I'll tell you this now. I tell you this now. Tell me if I'm right or am I wrong. Montreal is Amsterdam in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? People Montreal's say- sick. Yeah, Montreal's a sick. I've been to so I've been Toronto as well. Yeah. I can't. Did I did like. Behave yourself. I can't. Like, Toronto. <laughs> so I've got a lot of a lot of um. I've got a lot of aunties and cousins that live in New York. Yeah. And Toronto reminds me too much for New York. Yeah. Montreal, I loved. I've, yeah, I love Montreal. Yeah. I'm going in two weeks. I went in I went in May and I'm going back in two weeks' time. I done, well, I've done the same. I went twice in a year myself. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> love um, it so much you went back. The <laughs> only thing, the only reason why I haven't considered, do you speak French? No. Because that's the only, like, well, you know, you've been yeah. that like you walk down the road. They, all, they all can all they can all speak English, but yeah. they all speak French. That's I'll their get, first I'll language. I get past that. That's no problem. Yeah. I get past that. It's fine. Montreal's sick. I tell these guys Montreal's sick. It's a sick city. Probably yeah. Italian. I can understand it. I can okay. speak a little bit. That's why the French thing won't be that difficult for me if I wanted to learn it. Okay. But I'll get past that. I'm not going to let that hold me back from making a decision. And in regards to your life coaching, do you still are you still doing that? I've kind of put it on pause at the minute while I'm in this space of just like vibing mm-hmm. um, and I've got so much other stuff going on it's hard to stay on top of everything to be honest mm-hmm. but yeah I, it's still on the cards it's just I want to see how the next few months pan out I just want to get through the Spotify thing because it's a really exciting project Yeah, you know do the Dream Disease stuff do like more travelling photography more um, skateboarding more retro football show podcast and then go travelling beginning next year and vibe from there man that's that's like that's where i'm at and also it's like i enjoy like bringing more of me to the podcast like we, you mentioned the the travel diaries earlier that was basically because i was like i'm going to japan like i want to create content while i'm there mm. do i interview people do i try and make normal podcast episodes and then i was going with my mates and i thought you know what i might just document like being in japan and what we're experiencing and what it's like so we started recording these episodes and we put them out and we were getting such good feedback. I was like, yeah, this is sick. Mm. So she's going to keep doing it. And I, every time I go away, I'll try and do like a, a travel diary of the experience. So like I recently went to Estonia with my friend Adam, who I was in Japan with, did a travel diary on our time in Tallinn. Didn't do one for Amsterdam because I was just there for like a friend's birthday. So it was, you know, it wasn't the kind of holiday you want to make a travel diary podcast about. It was a bit of a boys one, but I'll probably do it when I go to Montreal in a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, definitely be doing it when I'm in South America. So it's just like, and it's more of me as well. It's more of like my personal experience and not just like hearing someone's story and like that cool inspirational side. It's also like real life, like what I'm living through kind of stuff. And that's where the In Focus sessions come as well. It's like, they're the short episodes I put out where it's like, I'll talk about one specific topic and tie my experience into it or it's something that I'm feeling or going through or something that I recognize within my own life. And I just want to expand on it a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's just I enjoy that process of bringing more of me to the podcast. Really, cool. Um, yeah, before we wrap up, I mean, do you, do you have any more questions? Not really. Just gonna say, you won't be the same person when you come back from South America. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, <laughs> you'll be off to um, Amsterdam in, in no time. Mate, at all. well, well, that's the plan: is to go January, February. You're gonna have the carnival in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, not really. I, I might go to Bahia. Salvador. Okay. Oh, okay. Madness. Yeah. 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 I been back. yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. I've been to Rio Carnival before because okay. my sister and her boyfriend travelled South America for seven months. I went out there to meet them for Carnival. Yeah. So I kind of want to go to Bahia, but I've heard Salvador yeah. is like the one. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard um, the same. But yeah, when I came back from Japan, 
Like I was a different person. Like, and that's kind of what messed up my head at the start of this year was like, I was so, I, I, I experienced such a different side of me that coming back to reality, I was like, bro, I had so many questions about life. You, you can't pretend you now don't know certain things. Yeah, it's true. It's very similar to your meditation. But I was going to say, you should try traveling, come back. No, I will. Yeah. I will, definitely. I think once you, as as you said, once you open the Pandora's box, you can't kind of can't pretend it. you yeah. don't know. And that's it. It's like, and I think like my friend Anton, who helps me with the podcast and was, he kind of had the conversation with me in episode 100. I think he says it in the episode, he's like, you've changed since you've come back from Japan. Sick, I'm like, sick. I know, but that's what I want. I always want to evolve. I always want to like better myself. I always want to just be living like the best I can in any given moment. And it's like the more experiences I open myself up to, like the more that's going to happen. So, did Sorry, this is a personal thing. Did you, when did you go in January? In January or February? Or? Um, what's Japan? Yeah. Um, Cause I'm scheduling, right. I'm scheduling it in for either next year or the year after as well. Yeah. So I'm just seeing when the go. I know some people go towards. Is it September, October? Yeah. The cherry. What yeah. So there's two. Yeah. There's two times. I think the cherry blossom. Happens. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. one's March, April. Okay. The other one's September, October. I think yeah. definitely March, April because we caught the end of it. Uh, Got you. The beginning of it. Got you. We just we kind of mi just missed like the prime. Got you. Cherry blossom. Wicked. Uh, noted. But go do it. I'd recommend Japan to anyone. Oh yeah, if yeah. You want, it's, if you want it's, tips, it's, man, it's happening. Yeah, tips, yeah. I'm up. gonna hit you up. Don't worry. I got it's, a long it's, list of stuff. It's happening. That's happening. Yeah. Yeah. The other couple of last questions. Yeah. Last couple of questions. Um, what are your three top values that you bring to your business or your workplace? Uh, always look at the for the positive in any given situation, no matter what. I think that's super important because it's so easy to find the negatives. It's so easy to point out the bad stuff, like. It's actually hard work trying to figure out the positives and I had to do that in my own life to the point where people now look at me and they're like, oh, but you're like the positive guy whenever I'm like not being positive, um, which is I see as a good thing. So yeah, always, always look for the positives in any given situation. Everything can be achieved 1% at a time. Like if you want to put time, effort, money, whatever into anything, mm. like 1% at a time will never go like we'll never treat you bad. The 1% will change my life. That's how that's how I got myself into a position of like developing myself and like going on my own personal journey it was like, I want to just better myself each day 1%. If I can do that every day, by the end of the year, I'm going to be so much better than where I started the year. So that's, that's a massive one. And then the other one, man, is just be more present in everything you do. Like we get so caught up in the shit. We get so caught up in the shit and it's like, the best times I have is where I'm just in the moment. In like the just moment. like since we've been here, I haven't really thought about anything other than the conversation we're having. And that's, that's being ultimately present. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, yeah. when we're not in those moments, we're like, Oh damn, like I need to like, what's my dinner going to be tonight? What's my, oh, I got to pay the tax on that thing. Or like, Oh, the shower door, my shower's full. I need to get repaired. Like just be in just, the moment. Yeah. Just do what you're doing at that moment, man. Do you know when that really, really hit me? There was a time me and Pox were in Barcelona quite several years ago. I know you talking about. We that, had a wrap, um, so we went there for a Barcelona match. Exactly we went there yeah. for that was our main purpose. Uh, we booked the trip around <laughs> the Bar Barcelona playing Espanol or someone. Espanol. Yeah, we booked the trip around that. We said let's let's go out for a couple of drinks somewhere on the the evening before, and we ended up bumping into like um, this girl and her pal. Ended up going out to a club. It was pretty sick in a the club. Then afterwards, she said, "Come back to our house party." And we're having a good night. And we was like, no, we need an early night. Like, we, like, we said something we need an early night. We're, we're on holiday. We need an early night. We didn't go. And next day I was thinking, why didn't we go? Like, it's when we think, you don't know what could have 
led to because yeah. they were on they, it looked like it was gonna be fun going back to that party and it was only a small thing but that flipped in my head like whenever you're have if you say that like, i plan to go out on a saturday evening and i'm having a fantastic time go with the flow like yeah don't just say well i've i've, I've prepared myself to be home by nine or do you know what i mean yeah go with the flow that, man. that's one of the things i've got being in japan is like we had a plan in terms of like the route that we wanted to take through Japan. Right. Okay. But it's like day to day, we we vibed, man. Yeah. Oh, that's not gonna happen when you go to South America. You can have a plan. It would be sketch. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We were just like going with the flow. We were like, see what happens. We chat to people in the morning, see what they were up to. Like there was so much stuff that we thought we were gonna do, but then when we got there, we ended up doing other stuff. Overwhelmed. And it was like sick. I was just like, I love that. I love that sense of like freedom yeah. and just like going with whatever's in front of you at that given moment. So. Yeah, man. They're my three. Okay. Is that it? No, there's not yeah. two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had three realistic wishes, what would they be? Realistic wishes? Yeah. Um, oh, damn. That's a good question. Um, three realistic wishes. Fully booked next guests on Dreams Disease. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have a sick conversation. Um, how realistic are we talking? Um, on a scale of one to ten, say seven. Seven. What if you couldn't say seven? <laughs> <laughs> say ten then, God. Feel um, unrealistic if you need me. No, I'm not thinking unrealistic. I'm just thinking like what? So I think one of them would be a selfish one, mm. which would just be to live my life like fully free being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it and having freedom mm. to do that time-wise and financially. And that, I'm not saying I like, need to be super rich. I like, don't just like financially be able to just move and travel and do what I want to do while I'm traveling. Definitely. Uh, and mentally as well, mentally free. Yeah, right? mentally, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's all, all encompassing. Two, um, Arsenal to win the Champions League. I'm joking. Um, two would be. Um, I'm trying to think like something. I don't know, man. Like I just think you can have the Arsenal one if you want. No, nah, no, nah, that, that's gonna come, man. That's 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 not a wish. Um, <laughs> that I think, like for me, I'm just trying to think of like something quite human, like for like humans, just like everyone to just be like just to forget the shit basically and just be more present with the way they live their life and just like everyone to just connect to the values of what living is and that's experiencing any given moment at any given time and I think like again we forget that because we get caught up in so much shit and that's what's great about traveling you go to these different countries where they have a lot less than us mm -hmm. and the kids and the people are as equally as happy as some of the people that you yeah. see who yeah, have yeah you know do you know what i mean it just yeah. opens your eyes up to like yeah, all this definitely. bullshit like cars and houses and jobs yeah. it's just bullshit it's like bullshit. we don't need this and i just wish that we could live in a world where everyone could recognize that and all of that stuff didn't matter and we kind of all just lived on like an even platform even, of yeah. just like of life man like yeah. obviously there's going to be elements that aren't always balanced but mm -hmm. that is life as well um so that'd be one and then the third one would be um and then i've got a question for you guys after actually i just thought of it based on my answer to have one extra hour a day every day cool to meditate Dope. just and literally just have that hour to meditate okay i like that one one more question before yeah. you can answer yours what three books could you not live without 
I think definitely one of the Krishnamurti books I mentioned earlier, Awakening of Intelligence. Or f- pro- I'll probably say that one actually because that one's just deep. Mm-hmm. Um, another book I can... <laughs> this is probably a bit of a cheat. Um, I haven't done it in a while, so no, it's probably... Is definitely cheating. I was going to say my gratitude journal because that's technically a book. Yeah, I'm writing it. <laughs> um, that's just sick. And then the third one would be... Uh, raw. I can't actually think. Um, probably say Celestine Prophecy. That was a, that book opened my eyes to a lot of things. Yeah, and I've said the same books over again, but it's just they are the books that I resonate with. Um, cool. So I was going to ask you guys, what would you do if you had an extra hour every day? I think I know from the jump, really. I'm thinking read and write a bit more, really. I mean, these are things I really enjoy, but I don't get enough time to do so. But over the past week or so, I've managed to read and write a little bit more and, I'm, and I feel quite energised and you know, yeah, I feel very good about myself mm. actually. I would read, write and colour, do colouring in. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I think I would have to be, that extra hour would have to come with almost an attachment to it saying you have to work on yourself, if that makes sense, because otherwise I'll end up using it for sleep or something like that. <laughs> Watching so, Love but, Island. But, <laughs> but that extra hour, I would want it, it like, if it came with like a, a, I don't know, like a clause or whatever you, say, whatever you want to call it, that would be to work on also writing. So to work on something on a self project, which I've shelved for so long. Mm. And I, I I could only get that extra hour if I worked on that. Yeah. And I'd want that extra hour, if that makes sense as well. Yeah. So that's what I'll use it for. Sick. That would help. Nice. Stole that oh, question from a friend, by the way. It's just a Did sick you? question, yeah. He used to, so my friend Anton, who he used to have a podcast when he interviewed me, that was like their last question. Yeah. And it just came to me there when I was thinking like, what would be a, a wish that I want? And I was like, I want more time to meditate. And I thought, and that extra hour would be sick. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought, actually, let me see what you guys say in that question. So shout out Anton. Shout out shout to Anton. Anton. Guys, Anton. don't forget. Um, are we finished? Sorry. Yeah, yeah we're good <laughs> yeah. to go. Don't forget, um, if you want to see Dreamers, if you want to see Alex Manzi, um, he's doing the Dreamers Disease Podcast at London Podcast Festival. It kicks off on the 6th of September, but you'll be there on the 14th, Saturday 14th, the 4th of yeah. September. Um, also, he'll be there doing a virtual football shirts podcast, but you can catch him. Do you want to shout out your socials? and all Yeah, so I, my socials are I am Alex Manzi on everything. I mainly hang out on Instagram. I don't really check my yeah. Twitter that much. Facebook, I don't even use. So if you want to hit me up, Instagram's the spot. Um, I literally reply to everyone. So mm-hmm. if you want to ask any questions or just cast me for chatting nonsense for an hour or more or recommend some books or um recommend places to go traveling in south america hit me up man mm-hmm. i am alex manzi mm-hmm. excellent cool. don't forget to subscribe comment like um fully books instagram um instagram youtube facebook twitter. all the socials twitter all that good stuff all, soundcloud yeah all of that we're going to come onto spotify very soon mm-hmm. um got the but, plug now exactly. <laughs> but thanks for listening guys it's been alex thanks a lot thank man. you it's man it's been a pleasure yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, appreciate guys. it man thank you <laughs> <laughs>